tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Join News Prime Headlines is brought to you by... Don't take risks. Use a condom every time. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked out Malaya one time. Some spices. Yes, sir. Live on DSTV Channel 421, GoTV Channel 125. This is Joy News Prime with me, Samuel Kojo Brace. In our headlines, this our house and mine site sings underground at Odumase in the Ashanti region. Also, minority accuses Finance Minister Ken Ofori Atta of engaging in selective payment to IPPs, a situation they say will worsen the current challenge government's negotiation to secure a deal. Minority Chief Web fires Ghana Bar Association's president, accusing him of engaging in loose talk after the GBA president criticized him for his comment against the former CJ. Details as the Bar Association takes on Minority Chief Web, accusing him of hiding behind parliamentary immunity to make irresponsible comment against former Chief Justice Kwesi Enin Yeboa. At 8 p.m., I hand over to Beverly Broom to bring us prime business. Bank of Ghana blamed for the collapse of 420 financial institutions between 2017 and 2018. We'll hear from a latest research. We are well prepared to clinch all three points. Head coach of the Black Matthews assures ahead of their crucial game against Guinea later tonight in the AFCON Under-23 tournament. This is the home of independent, fearless, and credible journalism. Please stay with us for details. Join News Prime Headlines was brought to you by... Don't take risks. Use a condom every time. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked out Malaya one time. Some spices. Yes, sir. About a year after a residential toilet sank into a Galamse pit, killing a woman, another house has sunk into underground tunnels created by illegal miners in Odumase, in the Ashanti Achim Central Municipality of the Ashanti region. Digging beneath homes for gold is common in the Odumase town, with residents sighting or sitting on tenter hooks with the fear of looming cave ins. Residents speak of constant blasting using explosives, which is cracking up walls and threatening the collapse of buildings in the area. Love FM's Erastos Asaridonko was in the community and our reports. 
been close to a year since 26-year-old Gifty Manka's toilet sank with her into an illegal mining pit dug beneath her house at Udumase. But the practice of deep pit mining in homes at Udumase has not stopped. Part of this residential facility, a few meters from where Gifty died, sank on Sunday. I will describe the Odumase Township as a sinking time bomb, ready to explode. Now, this gaping hole you see here leads underground to underground pits dug by illegal miners all across this area. Now, on Sunday, this building, which is inhabited by people at the moment, sank to the ground unannounced boom just like that and it's as a result of illegal mining underground which is happening in the next house over there and so people in the Udmasic area including where we are standing close to this mosque live in constant fear that they might be sinking down into a hole while they sleep There were no casualties. Residents sit on tenterhooks. Through the Missouri Barbende, go with the boy and kids order them the boys alpha. So, no one and no I am very scared, but I have no other choice. There are holes all around this area. They've dug almost everywhere because of dangerous. This old woman shows me patches of cracks that developed in her room due to constant blasting by illegal miners beneath her building. She says the building shakes when they blast the rocks with explosives, so I ask them to patch the building with cement. I'm very scared because if the building shakes and collapses, I would have nowhere to go. Other residents are equally disturbed about the digging beneath homes in the town for gold. I am scared I will sink one day. When they blast the rocks, the building shakes. She says, we sometimes think we will sink and die one day. She says, there is always fear because the building shakes when something small happens. We plead with government to ask them to halt their operations. One of the mining fields can be found in this house. Our drone reveals the entrance to one of the deep pits through which miners enter to dig for gold beneath houses at Udumase. Packed with sacks of earth, this mine house is said to belong to one Alhaji Idi. A disturbed MC for Santiachim Central, Yao Kwachi, tells Love News attempts to stop the illegality have proved futile. When it came to our notice, we made an arrangement. Some of them were arrested and sent to courts. Uh, the rest 
that will be in the house will let you know they are not doing it before you realize they will be doing it at night that order we have put several efforts to you know prevent these things to stop them but it keeps going on uh, the attempt that we made was to you know pull down all those stretches pull them down but amazingly some of the members within those houses they are doing are still living in that houses we give them notices to leave there financing becoming a problem to pull them down we are also thinking of where you are we are taking these people who are still in these houses too so that has been a challenge and, uh, we are doing everything possible now as it is we are we are making plans to you know uh, look for funds elsewhere and to pull some of them down to serve as a deterrence to the other people living around this area because it is becoming dangerous reporting for joy news erastus asaredonko Udumase, Asantiachin Central, Ashanti Region. Well, let's still stay in the Ashanti Region because residents of Adrasse in the Oforikro municipality are decrying the deplorable state of their roads, which have deteriorated with the onset of the rains. Traders along the stretch are particularly hit as the mud and dust deter patronage of their goods. Residents and students of Kamen Krumah University of Science and Technology are equally worried. Clinton Yeboah has been has more in the following report. Commuters tiptoe through the muddy terrain as motorists battle the multiple potholes spread along the Ayedrasi Road. These craters create barriers for any vehicle or person daring to cross the route. Using the road has become increasingly uncomfortable for drivers. For the longest time they have been here, both residents and over 10,000 students of Kwame Nkrumah University of Science and Technology here in Ayedia CC, the situation has remained the same along this stretch of road. <laughs> Last year, this road serves students of KNUST. They complain the dilapidated state of the road adversely affects their academic time. Me, me, a student, Messiah Juma, I'm a shop in our Piney Tunia, Nipa Bibrin Fahau, a man from Faha, a Bua, Ombako, Kokonwaya, Kofa, CSA, students, or Mote, a CSA, Nupodos, or Chain students, or Mote, Sroon, Sloan, as I find in our boat, which are both to our anonymity, both in the rating it in the Kosro. This road is a very bad road, especially when it's, it's in the rainy season. When it rains, it, it, you can't go or come because some of the cars, when they are moving, because the, the road is on tar road and um, it becomes rough for them to I mean, go and come. Keche Bedun Kansa, who trades along the stretch, has lived in the vicinity for over 50 years. 
the aggrieved residents say efforts to draw attention of authorities to the condition of the road have proven futile. Reporting for joining us, Clinton, your well, in the next few hours, it is expected that the independent power producers may shut their plant if government fails to reach an agreement with them concerning the payment of debt owed them by government. The Chamber of Independent Power Producers has, in a memo, directed its members to shut down their plant from July 1 to July 8 if government fails to pay 30% of the $1.73 billion owed them. But speaking on the AM show Friday, NPP flag bearer aspirant Kojopoku says the plant shutdown will be a violation of the contract agreement between government and the IPPs, which could pose serious legal implications for the IPPs. Look, let's put this thing in, con- in, in perspective. It is the chamber that is threatening, not the individual IPPs. The chamber, yes, the IPP belong to the chamber. But I don't think all the IPPs are going to shut down their plant because of the legal implication of the PPA that they hold. Are you aware that three of them have already done so? Well, we have light. Even if we've done that, our light hasn't gone off, has it? So, so, so because your light hasn't gone, gone off, who knows whose light has gone off? We are going to go into total darkness by virtue of a chamber saying so. Look, there is a, what is called a power purchase agreement. For you to basically shut down your supply and not supply anything to government, there is a process that you need to follow. One, there is a guarantee that you have. If you feel that you are indebted, you can call on that guarantee. When you call on that guarantee, within 30 days, government has to replenish the guarantee. If government doesn't replenish the guarantee, the PPA is terminated. Does the IPPs want to terminate the IPPA? I don't think so. So look, it's unfortunate that we owe them. And I think we we should address their payments because, look, everybody talked about the cash waterfall. The cash waterfall came in and did not solve the problem. There are challenges in collection. There are challenges in rec- under recoveries. When you said we owe, who owe? Every Ghanaian owe. Because I have, continuously, I have continuously said that we don't pay realistic prices for electricity. And when you say this, everybody will come and bite your neck off. Because we do not pay realistic prices, there are over 30% losses, 19% of the technical losses, 10% of financial uh, commercial we losses. Until recently, we were under recovery. So there were subsidies in the system. No, nobody was paying it. It was now accumulating to what we have today as the debt. PULC, bear in mind, the IPPs are paid at the dollar rates. PULC, until recently, when they did the 1273 was using under recovery in terms of ethics. So look, it is now that we are on the right track. It is now that PLC is doing the right thing. So I hope that going forward, we'll be able to recover. But that doesn't stop the fact that there's 1.7 billion that needs to be paid. 
A research policy and programs officer of the Institute of Energy Security, Adams Yakubu, says although government can take steps to prevent the IPP from shutting down, illegal action will not be in the interest of government at this point. We feel very sad that we have to get to this point because it's not like the IPPs just woke up one day and told us that uh, if we don't get the money, we, 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 we are going to shut down the plants. They gave a timeline. They kept giving government ultimatum upon ultimatum. And so it tells how unserious the managers of our power sector are. It tells how unserious the managers of ECG are because if ECG was really committed to pay, they would have gone to the table you are asking for 30%. We, we've looked at our coffers. We can't give you 30%. I remember the chamber, even at the point, made it clear that even the 30%, they are willing to start a negotiation if government can put 10% on the table to start to talk. But don't come to the table empty-handed because, mind you, it's like we are not getting the whole conversation. This is not power yet to be supplied. This is power that has already been consumed. So the IPPs are arguing on the position that tariffs have been received, monies have been collected from users of our power. Where is the money? Let's, let's get their point very clear. That is the question they are asking. Where is the money that has been collected from users of this power? That we, we are asking for, make it available to us so that we can also pay for our operational costs. I don't think this is something difficult to ask for. And so at this point, government is, is on the position of weakness. And so governments cannot be adamant and government cannot be arrogant at this point. Take a legal implication against not being able to meet your IMF targets if you should have a power crisis in the country. So the problem goes beyond legal battles and what, what have not. Because at the end of the day, the economy needs to be running so that government can get whatever money they need from the different actors of the economy to be able to what, meet some of its commitments with the IMF. So even that conversation of legal options available to government, government, what then happens if you terminate those agreements through legal options and all that, then the country comes to its knees. Um, so this idea of government has a position to argue on, let's not even get there. A joint users learnings that some of the IPPs have agreed to a payment plan with government. Let's share with you what we do know on this. Now, according to what, what we've gathered, the government has uh, gotten some of the IPPs to agree to a payment plan according to what we are gathering. It says we are learning uh, that uh, as we speak, the ECG, which is supposed to lead a negotiation all this while, is currently in a current meeting with all the IPPs, and this meeting is expected to end in a few hours' time. Now, the conclusion of this meeting will determine whether the IPPs will suspend their intended shutdown or not. Now, what we are also picking up is that some of the IPPs have accepted some amount of payment from government in that earlier individual engagement. What is not clear is exactly how much they have been paid. Uh, what this means is that even if the scheduled shutdown should happen, not all of the IPPs will shut down their plant as a result of that payment. 
but we know that there is another meeting happening between the IPPs themselves and uh, the government within the IPPs, after which they will come out with an official decision as to whether they will shut down or not. But the understanding is that even if they do, not all the nine uh, of their uh, plant will go off. Now, to Parliament now, and the minority in Parliament is sending out a passionate appeal to the independent power producers not to shut down their plant as they do engage with government to find a possible solution. The, uh, uh, now, uh, speaking to journalists, minority spokesperson on energy, John uh, Jinapo, called on government to show leadership in these times. The Mines and Energy Committee met the independent power producers over the weekend. The situation is indeed dire. We are on the brink, and if nothing is done, the independent power producers who shut all their plants, bearing in mind that these IPPs constitute about 70%, to be specific, 67% of thermal power produced in Ghana. So a shutdown of their plants would mean that this country would experience massive load shedding, massive blackouts, massive doom so that has not been experienced before. Or when 50% of the total power produced is taken out, your guess is as good as mine. I have spoken to former President Mahama, and he has indicated that on his behalf, I should make a passionate and humbling appeal to these independent power producers that for the sake of this country, he's making a passionate appeal to them to reconsider their decision Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC shutting their plans on the 1st of July. That is the deadline they've given to government. And so I want to make a passionate appeal and plead with the independent power producers to give government and the nation some more time. Now, the minority also accused Finance Minister Ken Oforiata of engaging in selective payment to some IPPs, a situation he says will only worsen the current challenge. Even as we are pleading with them, we wish to call on government to demonstrate leadership, to show commitment. And I think that the approach being adopted by the finance minister will not resolve the issue. The finance minister, instead of dealing with the chamber of IPPs, is engaged in selective payments, discriminatory payments, selecting some preferred IPPs paying them and leaving others to their own fate. We want to call on the finance ministry and government, and particularly the president, to intervene urgently in this matter and ensure that we find an amicable solution. The debt as- Now let's still stay in parliament because minority chief whip governs Kwame Agbaja is fighting off criticisms that he acted irresponsibly when he took on former chief justice. 
Kwesi Eninyeboa. Speaking during the debate to approve current Chief Justice Getri Tokonu, the Adaklu MP took on the former head of the judiciary, Kwesi Eninyeboa, accusing him of presiding over a judiciary that engaged in several miscarriage of justice. President of the GBA, Yao Boafo, has described the comment as irresponsible. But speaking to John News, Governor Kwame Agboja described the GBA president as a loose talker founded on nothing. Or who holds himself as the president of the Ghana Bar Association, an association I respect, and his members I respect a lot, was speaking at a function at UPSA where he made quite loose comments. Uh, I say loose comment because he doesn't understand the democracy we have and the processes in parliament. He's even, I could say that he's disconnected from the sentiment in the country. It is true that under the stewardship of the former Chief Justice, Justice Eni Yeboah, certain pronouncements of the court have drawn the attention of the country. And by the way, you do not have to go to law school to understand that some of those rulings, let me repeat, don't make sense. They lack clarity to the individual, I mean, individuals in this country. And I am a citizen of this country. And I also have the right, not because I'm a member of parliament, and I also took part in criticizing the meaning of some of those rulings. First of all, I'm told he said I didn't provide any evidence. Let him be aware that Justice Dosu, who was an appeals court judge, did have reason to criticize the ruling on Jeche Kwesin. Uh, we had many other former justices who spoke in criticism of some of the rulings. I spoke specifically on the ruling of uh, the Supreme Court on birth certificate. Where till today, I am sure the judges who sat on that case probably thought Many of them probably would have been reviewing why that the ruling makes sense. In a sense that, look, adverting the, the respected current chief justice suggested that a birth certificate is not a proof, a, a complete proof of your nationality. And I'm saying that she got it wrong because on the birth certificate she even pro- produced to parliament during her, her vetting which was procured in the year 2000, clearly stated nationality, Ghanaian. And I'm saying that when you fill a birth certificate form in this country, if your parents do not fill the form suggesting they are Ghanaians, you will never get a certificate that suggests you are a Ghanaian. So what she said at the committee was not appropriate. And if that is the basis of why the Supreme Court ruled that the birth certificate is not proof of nationality, then they got it wrong. It is not based on anything on law. So for the current GBA president to suggest that I spoke irresponsibly, I thought he's lost the reality. Governor Kwame Agboja insists his, he stands by the comment that Kwesi Yeboah presided over judiciary that delivered judgment that made no sense. I, I stand by my word that under the, the, the stewardship of Justice Enim, I don't have any, in fact, I've never met him personally, certain rulings of the court were so problematic and that shouldn't have happened 
a Jeche question case is his one, and that the, the, the birth certificate is one. So he can, he can say you don't have to go to law school to understand certain things don't make sense. So he can sit at the comfort of his law firm or uh, anywhere and say anything. But that doesn't change the fact that the bulk of the people in this country believe that at least those two cases, the rulings were, were inappropriate. You, For, do, do you agree, leader, that they would say that the chief justice, though head of the judiciary, yeah. Other judges will have to own accountability for the for the judgments they wrote, and that you can't put that on justice in Nigeria. Why can't you put it when there's a problem in this country? Who takes the, the blame ultimately? Yes, it's the president. When there's problem in parliament, they blame leadership of parliament. They blame speaker and other things. And I'm not saying. In fact, I have never said anywhere that justice in Nigeria took personal decision. I said rulings under his stewardship as chief justice. And, and in that case, he sat on some of those panels. And the, the, the Mr. Mr. Uh, uh, Buafo should just understand that those rulings, nobody is going to run away from it. Calling the, I mean, his statement is worse than being responsible. He doesn't understand processes in the parliament. The fact that he's a lawyer doesn't mean that he understands common sense than anybody else. And the fact that he doesn't even understand that there are service upon service that criticize the judiciary criticize the executive, criticize parliament. That means that he's still one of those people who feels that the judiciary is above criticism. And guess what? The constitution does not prevent anybody from criticizing the executive, the judiciary, or parliament. So the criticism shall happen. He can find other worse words to describe this, in, but for the sake of the fact that he occupies a position in an organization I respect, the Ghana Bar Association, I would only say that he is not. He doesn't understand what he's talking about. And if he goes to read those judgments himself, he would excuse himself from the things he said. And I repeat, those two judgments probably are the biggest miscarriages of justice in the, our country's history. And it happened under the watch, the stewardship of Justice Eni Yibwa. If he likes, he should write a book and write his feelings about those judgments and see whether he will say that he stands by those words. Now, on the day the Ghana Bar Association joined hands with the judiciary to mark 41 years since the gruesome murder of three high court judges, the association has been talking tough, hitting up politicians, lawyers, and others it believes unfairly attacked judges rather than their critique uh, or critiquing the judgment. GBA President Yaabua for Champon says judges are not above criticism, but insults, personal attacks have no place in Ghana's democracy. Legal Affairs correspondent Joseph Akable reports. The minority chief whip during the approval of Justice Tokonu as chief justice took the opportunity to take on the Justice Enin led administration. Mr. Speaker, under the reign of the outgoing chief justice, the level of miscarriage of justice in this country reached a crescendo and must never be repeated. And the, the former chief justice must know when she goes, he goes home, this miscarriage of justice rests on his chest. This comment appears to have ruffled the feathers of the GBA. Its president used the occasion marking 41 years since the gruesome murder of the judges to address the matter. It is totally unacceptable for a member of the leadership of the minority in power, hiding ostensibly under the protection of parliamentary immunity granted by the Nigerian Constitution, in supporting a motion solely to unanimously approve the nomination of the current chief justice to launch an unwarranted attack on the person of the immediate chief justice, describing such a colossus of a Jewish in the derogatory terms to wait. Under the reign of the appointed chief justice, the level of miscarriage in this country reached a crescendo and must never repeat it. And the former chief justice must know when he goes home, 
this mesmerizing cancer's rest on his chest. In the highly volatile partisan environment we unfortunately find ourselves, such a statement was unfortunate and grossly irresponsible, and caused consternation among the rank and file of the GE, especially when the author of the accusations failed to give particulars of the specific cases of decision by the immediate Baptist Chief Justice that occasioned the mistrial of justice, and by what scientific tools he used to measure the level of mistrial of justice and achieve justice in India. I am certain that the soldiers who carried out the gruesome murder of the martyrs in Senegal today might not have read any of their judgments, yet persons who were relatively better educated and informed were able to indoctrinate and have them to believe that the judgments of the martyrs were in some way detrimental and not inimical to their self-interest to warrant such people's acts. I urge as a people, we learn to be circumspect, circumspect both in our actions and statements to ensure that no judge in this country should ever suffer the tragedy and fate of the martyrs we celebrate today. He pointed out that judges are not above criticism. In my estimation, it is important that as a people, we try as much as possible to distinguish between and separate judges from their judgments. That is the boundary between fair and founded criticism and unwarranted personal attacks on judges. 41 years ago, justices Kojue J. Japon, Cecilia Cranton Ado, and Fred Pokusa Akode were brutally murdered alongside retired soldier Sam Aqua. The judges are believed to have paid the ultimate price for their singular and unwavering dedication to the rule of law and impartial administration of justice. A member of parliament for Crutchy West, Helen Adjuan-Toso, says it is embarrassing that there are no toilet rolls in the washrooms in parliament. Speaking on the floor of the house, the NDC MP said for more than 24 hours there have been no toilet rolls in the washrooms, calling for the situation to be fixed immediately. I don't know who is in charge of uh, making sure that the, the washrooms... Yes, I have to talk about it. It's very important, so embarrassing. Mr. Speaker, if you go to the washroom, there are no toilet rolls. Since yesterday, there are no toilet rolls in the washrooms. So oh, I just want to draw the attention is, of this. Is, that, it's very is important. that part of the business for next week? Yes, Mr. Speaker, Mr. Speaker we... we're talking about the business of this house. Thank We're talking you. about the business I of any official. It's very important. You should deal with your leaders because. Uh, Mr. Speaker, my my second my second uh, this is very important. But when you have visitors and they go to the toilet, they, they wash and they are no toilet. It's so embarrassing. Yes, we're watching Joy News Prime. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back with more. Stay with us. Feels like becoming an entrepreneur aside academics is never going to be possible when you're in school. Mainly because we feel that we are young and we don't have the resources and the guts to be one. But if you believe in yourself and you have the passion to become an entrepreneur, then you already are. Staying ahead in a highly competitive environment requires applying creativity and innovation to every aspect of your journey to becoming an entrepreneur. Presently, entrepreneurship is driven by creativity and innovation to attain business objectives. The explosion in technology, business, 
entrepreneurship and consumption in this new era is as a result of the ongoing application of innovation. Milton Bell once said, if opportunity doesn't knock, build a door. So, if you are ready to be an entrepreneur, Heritage Christian College is ready for you. Heritage Christian College moves you from a wantrepreneur to become an entrepreneur. The malaria will knock you down, eh? Fever, headache, vomiting, loss of appetite. I couldn't even eat my usual fufu. <laughs> you and your fufu. But I hope you got it tested before the malaria treatment. Yes, I did. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked out malaria one time. When malaria strikes, take Malatu, containing Arthometer and Lumefantrin. Comes in tablets and suspension for effective treatment of malaria. Great to have you back. Thank you. No problem. Malatu is suitable for adults and children. Manufactured and distributed by NS Chemist Limited. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. My name is Tina. I am a person living with HIV. I got to know my HIV status after I gave birth and lost the child because of HIV. In those days, prevention of mother-to-child transmission services had low patronage due to fear and stigmatization. Today, many HIV-positive women have delivered negative children. I follow the guidelines and take my HIV medicine called ARVs every day as prescribed by my doctor. This makes me strong and healthy and also prevents me from passing HIV onto any future child. Please, avail yourself of PMTCT services when pregnant. It is the only way to ensure you do not pass the HIV onto your baby during birth or pregnancy. If you have tested for HIV recently and it was negative, test again when pregnant. If you have tested positive, go to the hospital after birth as directed by your healthcare provider. Your baby will be given medicine immediately and tested to ensure baby and mother are well. Let us work together to have an HIV-free generation. Our children must be free to shine. Free debit card, save while you spend, and an amazing chance to double your salary. A hundred seven, and even more consolation rewards in the EcoBank Double Salary Promo Reloaded. Vimo, this EcoBank Salary Account sounds interesting. What do you think? Yeah, but maybe next time, Charlie. You know what? I do go shine my shoe. Yo, myself, I do go check my BP. We going up, never go down, and we stay flat.
Open an Ecobank salary account today for a lifetime of benefits. You also stand a chance to win more than double your salary in the Ecobank Double Salary Promo Reloaded from now till July 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Under the supervision of the National Lottery Authority under the Caritas Lottery Platform. People think I get whatever I want because I'm a popular actress. But no, that is not true. Me and Kasano, and when I find it, I stick to it. My shishimanya bell pack tissues. Bell pack ewe T-roll. Bell pack T-roll. Soft, but not weak. Strong, but not hard. It is smooth. Me yusua, me hotome. It's just perfect. Same as the kitchen towel. What you buy? What you need to pay? What you need to soak? It's you. It's hard One bell pack kitchen towel lasts longer and saves you money. It's time you switch to bell pack today. Say your pocket tissue, table napkin, tea roll, and a kitchen towel. Bell pack is simply the best. It's just perfect. Daddy, Daddy, this tank is big! Yes, that's true. It can store a lot of water. That's so true. Wow, it has a working surface on it. Mm-hmm, that's so true. I can see S-I-N-T-E-S syntax. That is so true, my daughter. Like it's father, it will spoil you. That's not true. But why? Hey! Syntex <laughs> was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex tank. Are you strong? Are you tough? Mothers of Africa Mama, will I ever be a soccer champion for Ghana? Well, you've got to be like a geisha ball. Stay strong and go on so far. Never give up till you reach your goal. Okay, Mama, I'll be strong and go so far. Lasting long like this geisha ball. Be strong <laughs> and last long like geisha. have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Now, the Upper West Regional Minister, Dr. Hafiz Ben Sali, has expressed worry over the indiscriminate sighting and drilling of boreholes close to water sources. 
As a result of that, he has taxed municipal and district assemblies to demarcate permanent burial sites in their communities and also ensure that they are adhered to to address the issue of water contamination. Dr. Bensali made the statement at the commissioning of a solar mechanized water system at Baselbe in the Nandong municipality from where Joy News' Upper West Regional Correspondent Rafik Salam reports. The construction of the solar-powered water supply system by the Netherlands Development Organization, SMV, came as a result of the challenges the over 2,000 residents of Baselbe in the Nandong municipality of the Upper West region face in having access to portable water. The project was executed under the Healthy Future for All projects aimed at improving the quality of life for all with specific interest on increasing the number of children under 15 years growing up in a hygienic environment at schools and their various homes. Our Power Regional Minister, Dr. Abiz Binsali, who was at the Commission of the Limited Mechanized Water Supply System, commended SMV for complementing the effort of the government in bringing development to the doorstep of the people through the provision of water and sanitation facilities. I am also happy to learn that four other limited mechanized water systems are under construction in Nando Municipal and Lamusi District under the same project. I fervently hope that works on these projects will be completed as scheduled to enable our people to derive the maximum benefits from them. Dr. Binsali, however, was not happy with the indiscriminate sighting and drilling of boreholes closer to water sources and burial of the dead at homes, urging municipal and district assemblies to demarcate permanent burial grounds in their jurisdiction. Due to the indiscriminate sighting and drilling of boreholes in our homes and communities, I wish to appeal to all landlords to desist from bearing our disease in our homes or near water or potential water points to prevent contamination. I therefore wish to thank all assemblies to demarcate permanent burial grounds for all communities in their jurisdictions. Country Director of SMB, Peter Sparman, noted that the commissioning of the water supply system is part of the organization's effort in helping the country to achieve the Sustainable Development Goal 6 which aimed at safe water for all by 2030. He was, however, not happy with the amount of time used by children and women to look for water. We say water is life, but water can mean a threat. Unsafe water is the main cause of death for under fives in this country. It the fact that not water, water is not always available means loss of time, loss of money, loss of crops. Paramount chief of the Nandong Traditional Area, now Professor Edmund Minion Delechiri the Eve, was grateful to SMB for the kind gesture. And I want to tell you, as a, a somebody in medicine for over 52 years, that learn from now that the greatest medicine we have is not paracetamol, it's not ampicillin, it's water. Your brain, even alone, has 85% of water. Even the bones you see, some of you, you begin to uh, complain of eggs on your... Drink water and you see the miracle of water. It's a miracle 
medicine. So let water be your health and health your medicine. Now, the founder of African Center for Economic Transformation, ASET, Dr. Kinsley Yaboa, Amako says Ghana must build a stronger, committed national consensus towards solving its economic woes by changing the economic policy architecture of the country. He made the call at the second Kwesi Emisa Arthur Economic Forum held at the University of Ghana in Accra. There is more in the following report. The second KB Emisa Arthur Economic Forum was used to celebrate and recognize the contributions of the late Kwesi Emisa Arthur to Ghana's economic frameworks. Chaired by the Vice Chancellor of the University of Ghana, Professor Nanaba Ampiamfo, the event was graced by the former President John Dramani Mahama, former Ministers of State, Patti Stalwart, former Vice Chancellors of the University of Ghana, spouse as well as children of the late vice president delivering the keynote address under the theme economic policy making in ghana lessons learned and the way forward head of african center for economic transformation ASET, dr kinsley yebuamwaku said despite ghana experiencing relative economic growth in the last decade Lack of commitment towards economic transformation and inconsistencies in policy implementation remain the bane for Ghana's economic woes. We came out of century with a consensus, but only among a privileged few. Between 2000 and 2020, Ghana has experienced 13 years of rapid growth, including years of very rapid growth. Despite the strong growth rate, its development has been marred by debt and energy crisis, large trade and fiscal imbalances, and a lack of long-term consistent planning. Calling for a true national consensus building under the Compact for Economic Recovery, Dr. Mwakufeda urged policymakers to boost labor and productivity using technology as central pillars in policy formulation and implementation. Another consensus is needed. But this time, it needs to be a true national consensus, broader, with more stakeholder input and buying, especially among the youth, women, and
Department of Health and Social Care of the UK aid. It was attended by representatives of the WHO and the Ghana Health Services National Headquarters, whose duty was to monitor and appraise the participants after the exercise. When we have an IDPs, we need to get a mobile team who are addressing their issues, as my mother mentioned. Also speaking after the exercise, a deputy director of the health services in the region, Dr. Moses Barima Jimati, expressed satisfaction with the performance of the participants. I am really overwhelmed by their participation. Today is the eve of Idorada and then everybody is preparing to celebrate. But these are heads of department. These are heads of department. And you can see yourself, they came in their numbers, the security, the social service agencies, all of them are here and they put in all the efforts that are necessary to have a successful uh, uh, program. According to him, access to flooded areas remains one of the biggest challenges affecting how quickly the health services respond to flood situations in the region and therefore call for assistance. You need personnel to work. But for personnel to work, they must be transported. They must be transported. So this is not to say, for instance, that they should bring us a lot of uh, uh, outboard motors or helicopters. What we will need is to know that if there is such situation, we can call this place and we can have it. Because the key thing under a, a, a flooding situation is access. Very, very important. On his part, the regional director of the disaster management organization, John Kweku Alassan, said the exercise has come in handy, especially as they prepare for the annual opening of the Bagri Dam. He, however, admonished residents living along the waterways to always abide by early warning signs and instructions given by NADMO and other institutions. Our behavior also contribute to some of these problems that we face annually. Because uh, you tell people to cultivate early varieties, they don't list them, they go and then uh, uh, cultivate varieties of their crisis, and when it is time for them to leave the place, they won't leave. And they play with the flood waters, and sometimes it consumes lives. In order to avert any calamity, they should try as much as possible to comply with NADMO and other uh, stakeholders so that we can meet this issue or even mitigate the impact of the disaster when we are confronted with Our news coming in indicates that the independent power producers have uh, suspended their intended action to shut down power plants beginning 1st July. My colleague James Kwesi-Averji has been monitoring the development and joins us on Zoom with details. Kwesi, what are we gathering? Yes, um, Brace, so the uh, news coming in is that the IPPs have agreed to suspend the shutdown following engagement with the electricity company of Ghana. And so they have issued a statement, and I will take you through that, and it uh, reads that, quote, the Chamber of the Independent Power Producers of Ghana, IPP, uh, is pleased to announce that following fruitful engagement with the electricity company of Ghana, the IPPs have agreed uh, to keep operating their power plants after July 31, 2023. 
Now, they say that as part of the understanding reached, all the IPPs have uh, received an offer of payment from the ECG to enable them to operate in the interim, thereby providing the government of Ghana uh, and the ECG the needed grace uh, period to reduce, uh, to actually address the outstanding areas in the energy sector to meet their contractual obligation. The IPPs are optimistic that this agreement reached would help yield the desired outcome of providing a permanent resolution to the energy sector uh, debt, uh, failing which the IPPs uh, will be left with no other option or choice than to revert to their earlier decision to shut down without any further notice. The IPPs wish to acknowledge the value contribution of the chairman of the ranking uh, uh, member of the Parliamentary Select Committee on Mines and Energy and the members of the committee for their timely intervention to ensure uh, the fruitful engagement arrived at. Uh, it goes on uh, to appreciate some other persons like the chairman, also uh, the uh, ECG as well. So all they are saying is that uh, they will individually remain actively engaged with the government of Ghana and ECG in order to address the outstanding financial issues and work to uh, unsustainable resolutions to address the issues at hand. The Chamber is confident that the uh, mutually beneficial solution can be achieved through ongoing cooperation uh, to enable the Chamber continue making its important contribution to the development of uh, the development and stability of the energy sector in the country and the economy. So, Grace, what it essentially means is that uh, the uh, intended uh, call, uh, shutting down of power plants has been called off. Mm. Uh, as I stated there, we know earlier that they were demanding some 30% payment of the $1.73 billion that government owes them. Uh, they have uh, said there that Although they haven't gotten the yeah. 30% payment, they appreciate mm. what government has given them. It means that we do not know exactly what percentage government has paid them, okay. but if they are coming out to say that what they have received is appreciable, then uh, so be it. We hope okay. that uh, they will sustain that. That's essentially what they are telling us this evening. Okay. All right. Grateful to you, James Kwesi Averji, for joining us with that uh, news. Yes. Coming that the IPPs have suspended their uh, intended plan to shut down plant. But there's more on this story on Prime Business with Beverly Broom. There's more news on MajorOnline.com. Good evening.
Pepsodent is aware that globally, one in two children suffer from cavities. That's why by giving her Pepsodent, you're not only protecting her teeth, but also helping her grow up and thrive at every stage of her life with a healthy and confident smile so she can succeed and achieve all of her dreams. Because every smile matters. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Okay, this is my calipo inside the sea. Not touch it, okay? Don't worry, darling. I won't touch your calipo, okay? Okay. Hey, shoot your papa. Should I listen for you? It's okay, Grandma. I can't drink it all. Oh, coffee. I've brought plenty for you. You know that that Calipo, the natural fruit juice drink. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. love and buddy aquadot natural mineral water made under strictly hygienic conditions with molding technology to ensure your quality with aquadot natural mineral water your safety is at heart for bulk purchase call 0257205656 or 0559765777 you can also visit us at Hatcho Ecomog Accra or Dotland Noy Limited Hatcho Rabbit aquadot Natural mineral water for the nom and This advert is FDA approved. Ah! The Wussy! Obi Ami Masoyano, Pa, Esi Nomano. Put the Wussy, Asami Nomano. That's Sister Cross. Sister Cross. Sister Cross, my Wunda. Who's not in Yasa? And then, when Pan or the Jibitia, and you're Janiano, Pa, and you're in Yanajo. Or Pa, or the Jibitia, and you're Ah, sister, pose. You so gas. Gas get fast, and you easy, and you convenient. Let them walk. If you get LPG, let me see your head. Who are gas? Madam, I'm looking for Abena. Abena, there's someone looking for you. Madam, please where's Abena? Abena, yes, ma'am. Is this who you are looking for? No. 
Madam, please get me up now. Please. Bella. Abnabra. 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 Oh, what? If it's not Abnabra, it's not Abnabra. 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 We are really celebrating mothers at Lakeside Estate. This Mother's Day, we are offering you the opportunity to experience the tropical bliss of the Seychelles Islands with every home you purchase with Lakeside Estate. You can choose from our two, three, or four-bedroom homes and secure an expense-paid trip to the Seychelles Islands for you and your family, especially your sweet mother. It's time to give mothers a treat. Do yours in style. Call us on any of these numbers and let's give you the home ownership experience of a lifetime. Offer lasts till 31st July 2023. Terms and conditions apply. Brought to you by Ecobank, the Pan African Bank. It's time you switch to Bell Park today. Welcome to Business here on Joy News Prime with me, Beverly Broome. We begin with a breaking news as the Chamber of Independent Power Producers of Ghana has suspended the planned shutdown of power plants following fruitful engagements with the Electricity Company of Ghana. The Chamber had in a memo directed its members to shut down their plants from July 1 to July 8th 
if the government fails to pay 30% of the $1.73 billion owed them. But according to a statement released by the Chamber on Friday, just a few minutes ago, the IPPs have agreed to keep operating their power plants after July 1, 2023. Now, as part of the understanding reached, all the IPPs have received an offer of payments from ECG to enable them to operate in the interim, thereby providing the government of Ghana and ECG the needed grace period to address the outstanding arrears in the energy sector and to meet their contractual obligations. You can read more of that story on myjoyonline.com. Now, moving on, a perception research conducted by Think Tank Institute for Liberty and Policy Innovation has revealed that the Bank of Ghana cannot absolve themselves from the collapse of 420 financial institutions between 2017 and 2018. The research conducted between August and November 2022 gathered information from the public on their perception on government's wasteful spending from 2014 to 2021. Executive Director of the Institute for Liberty and Policy Innovation, Peter Bismarck-Kofi, disclosed this at the launch of the government waste report at Tema in the Greater Accra region. 420 financial institutions made up for nine banks, 23 savings and loans, 347 microfinance companies, 39 microcredit companies, one remittance company, and a leasing company had their licenses revoked between 2017 and 2018. According to government, the banking sector cleanup was to ensure orderly exit of insolvent institutions to protect deposited funds as well as safety and soundness of the sector. This decision was, however, greeted with discontent as it led to loss of jobs. The research by Institute for Liberty and Policy Innovation indicates Ghanaians are not happy over the cleanup. 2,000 respondents took part in the questionnaire-based pool that used digital and online platforms, including Elapi website, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and WhatsApp, with volunteers from all 16 regions engaged to assist. Government is said to have spent over 25 billion Ghana cities on the exercise to protect 4.6 million deposit funds despite citing 11.7 billion cities in the 2020 budget statement for the same exercise. 77.5% of the 2,000 respondents were of the view that government wasted taxes on the collapse of the banks due to lack of transparency and accountability. Peter Bismarck-Kofi is the Executive Director, Institute for Liberty and Policy Innovation. We only have political appointment at BOG, where the existing directors still stay there. So it's, it's important that we, we have terms and well-structured um, units at the BOG to ensure that these banks are doing the right thing, because they are structured already. Well, if BOG comes to tell me that bank um, had the licenses in a, in a dubious way, and, uh, and those who supervise the bank to get a dubious licenses are still in position. I mean, it raises, it raises questions. Um, the future, as I say, is not bleak. The, the insurance sector is not that strong enough. That is why everything is resting on the banks, because insurance, you need basically about 100,000 Ghana cities to run an insurance company. So for banks to stand strong against IMF conditionalities, it's all about being liquid. Meanwhile, Peter Bismarck-Kofi says it will be in government's interest to protect local investors. Um, investment into Ghana is huge, among, uh, apart from South Africa and Nigeria, because of the oil and gold. So if the, the 
the government to focus more on attracting FDIs and protecting um, local investors. See, the challenge is that we don't protect local investors. We look more into foreign investors. So the foreign investors own the banks here. They make profit. They repatriate them. Then the local investors do do not get that protection of their funds. So, and every financial sector lies on the on huge deposits of local investors. You and I, we are all investors because we have bank, we all have bank accounts. So if we, we are not protected as, as, as local investors and we allow only the FDIs to direct the part of our economy, um, when the monies are sent back to their countries, that's where you see the inflation and the, um, uh, what do you call it, the city depreciation um, coming in. The research revealed government had wasted 73 billion Ghana cities on some programs and key decisions, which include the banking sector cleanup. Now, shareholders of GCB Bank PLC have authorized directors of the bank to raise additional equity capital of 1 billion cities through a renounceable rights issue to procure additional listing of issued ordinary shares on the Ghana Stock Exchange. Speaking at the bank's 29th annual general meeting, managing director of the bank, Kufia Domako, said the move is to seek capital support to develop a robust and comprehensive capital plan. There's more in this report. Following the adverse impact of the domestic debt exchange program, GCB Bank PLC recorded a loss before tax of 743.5 million cities in 2022, compared to a profit before tax of 832 million cities in the prior year. This loss was largely due to the impairment loss on investment in government securities of 1.8 billion cities owing to the domestic debt exchange program. As a result, at the 29th Annual General Meeting of the Bank, shareholders have authorized directors of the bank to raise additional equity capital of 1 billion cities through a renunciable rights issue on the Ghana Stock Exchange to boost the earnings generation capacity of the bank through non-funded sources. Kofi Adumako is managing director of the bank. It's a difficult time and uh, I do appreciate what our shareholders have done is they've shown and made a vote of confidence in the bank, uh, in the management and in the board. It's a difficult time for anybody to put investment in a financial institution at this particular point in time. And we are seeking to raise one billion. We've got a resounding support. We've got resounding support to do that. Um, it's going to strengthen the bank. It's going to enable us also meet our regulatory requirements. It's going to strengthen our balance sheet, reposition the bank uh, where it was uh, before all of this. It's going to also enable us um, implement certain products. He tells Joy Business, despite the impact of the domestic debt exchange program on its operations, is optimistic of a positive turnaround in the next financial year. The future is bright. Despite all of this, I am convinced and my board is strongly behind me to pursue our strategic agenda, uh, which uh, uh, is built on three key pillars. Okay, One of them, which has to do with revenue, Revenue growth is still on the agenda. Okay, so the, the future is very bright. Meanwhile, the bank recorded a revenue of 3 billion cities, representing an increase of 24% compared to that of 2021. Now, away from the banking sector, as part of efforts to accelerate economic growth and drive foreign exchange, the Ghana Shippers Authority has held a forum to educate importers and exporters 
on some of the country's trade agreements and how they can position themselves to take advantage of it. The forum, which was under the theme, facilitating shipments under Ghana's preferential trade agreements, saw various importers and exporters from different sectors participate. Trade facilitation agencies have been advised to put in place programs and devise policies that would increase exports as it is key to foreign exchange earnings and a driver of economic growth. It is on the back of this that the Ghana Shippers Authority held its exporters forum to interact with importers and exporters and expose them to some of Ghana's trade agreements. Fred Isiedu Date is the head of freights and logistics at the Ghana Shippers Authority. Quite understandably, government has taken some initiative in um, you know, negotiating some trade agreements that uh, exporters need to take advantage of. Um, surprisingly, though, a number of our exporters are not up to speed you know, with these uh, available um, opportunities. And consequently, as Ghana Shippers Authority, uh, which is mandated to promote and protect the interests of shippers, and by shippers we mean importers and exporters, we thought that it's appropriate to create a forum, bring them all together, walk them through the available preferential um, treatments that are in the various agreements. Some exporters who spoke to Joy Business expressed their dissatisfaction with the unfavorable conditions associated with trading activities in the country. The shipping lines, they, uh, they stay too much. Assuming they, they, they say they take maybe uh, one month to, to America, it takes maybe six, uh, six weeks. And before it goes, uh, the, everything goes bad. And because of uh, high pressure, no insurance, we, we, uh, we take up our DC. If we, if we want to take insurance, they say no because of the high policy. I lost $31,000 um, about eight years ago just because my goods delayed. This is a species that I'm, at, I'm, I'm attending in someone's country. I have to, if, if I miss the, the deadline, I have to put my goods in a container, uh, in, a, in a storage facility. Uh, in US, by that time, I was paying $700 a month. And you can imagine waiting for another exhibition, paying $700. By the time you realize those goods you go to auction, my goods, personally, my goods were auctioned. Now, as part of efforts to support small and medium-scale enterprises, the West Africa Competitiveness Program and the Ghana Export Promotions Authority organized a Made in West Africa exhibition to push for the patronage of Made in Ghana goods. According to the Chief Technical Advisor, for the West Africa Competitiveness Program, Dr. Charles Kwamesaki, the move is necessary to expand the operations of these entrepreneurs. He spoke to Joy Business at the second day of the event at the Accra Metropolitan Assembly. At the exhibition, some 70 small and medium-scale enterprises drawn from Ghana, Liberia, Sierra Leone, among other West African countries, converged to showcase their new products. Some of the SMEs at the event said such opportunity will provide an avenue for SMEs to increase awareness of the high-quality products in the sub-region and encourage sourcing of components and raw materials to support manufacturing. Oh, if there's assistance from uh, banks in helping us with getting better loans and lower interest rates, that could really help and assist boost most of the local businesses that exist in Ghana. 
we are going back now knowing that there are markets out there for us and we are up to date when it comes to packaging and everything that we are doing in Liberia. We are so grateful to Unido Grow 2 Project for affording us the opportunity to come and explore with other entrepreneurs. It's going, it's going nice. It's going okay. It's going smoothly. We are hoping today there will be more people to come and then probably ask more about. Well, packaging is a very big challenge to us because um, most of the companies that we buy our packages from, sometimes you go and a particular one you use is not around and um, it's difficult to get the same package so you realize that over the time we change packages over and over and over so I've experienced a lot and I've learned a lot from this exhibition because some people have not heard about our product before they come and they ask so many questions you 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 educate them so that they take your cars and flyers the code next time you see the call we don't be if you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC member SI. We are not just here to sell, but we are also here to promote our product. On this part, Chief Technical Advisor for the West African Competitive Program said the exhibition would provide an avenue for SMEs to forge business partnerships, to scale up exports to new markets, citing instances where some previous exhibitors had secured business deals to export to the United States and some European countries. So the basic idea of this is to build competitiveness of SMEs to be able to compete with international standards. So basically this project has been in operation since 2019, built capacity of a lot of SMEs. And now we are giving them the opportunity to exhibit their products to the wider world, to the people who know what they have, the quality that they have, that their product can compete with any other SME or any other product produced by any multinational in terms of cosmetic products, in terms of cassava derivatives, and then fruits and um, mixes. The three-day event, which commences on Thursday, June 29, will end on Saturday, July 1, 2023. This year's event was under the theme, Building SME's Competitiveness for Intra-African Trade. Alliance Insurance Ghana Limited says it will dip in efforts to improve on its technology drive. According to the general manager for distribution, Jane Kitum, the firm is poised to provide quality services to customers. She spoke to Joy Business at the company's opening uh, its new branch at Asylum Down in Accra. We believe um, so much in the use of technology. You bet that the use of technology can only happen if there are people behind the scenes who are handling customer requests and expectations. So to make customer experience seamless and to ensure that we are securing 
the future of our customers and the Ghanaian public. That's our mantra. We set up to have this new addition to the network of branches of Allianz Life Insurance. Oh, we will continue to delight our customers. We'll continue to innovate and ensure that we're using technology to make our service delivery as seamless as possible and to ensure that the expectations are met by paying claims very promptly and as soon as they put their claims in, we as a company pride ourselves to find every reason to pay claims. So we'll continue to pay claims in a very timely manner. We'll continue to innovate as far as our processes are concerned and in developing products that meet the needs of customers and the insuring public. Okay. Our products cut across the spectrum of society. We have products for the mid-income uh, customers. We're talking about people preparing for the education of their world. So we have the Alliance Eduflex plan. We have the Alliance STEM Life plan. We have the Alliance uh, Farewell Plus plan. And we have our Wealth Planner plan. These are for the mid-income people. We do some more stories now, and the president of the Greater Accra Markets Association, Messi Afrowani Jan, has called for the involvement of market associations in critical national planning to help build efficient food ecosystem and revitalize the economy, leading to the creation of jobs. There's more in this report. According to Madam Messi Afrowanijan, president of the Greater Accra Markets Association, market women play a critical role in the economic ecosystem, especially in the agriculture and food sustainability value chain. Yet, they are often ignored in deliberations regarding the value chain contributing to the gaps in the system. She says there is the need for market associations to be involved now. Let me tell you, it's not like that. We have people in the market that are graduates, teachers, nurses. I, for instance, I was a teacher before coming into the market. So whatever they do, whatever decision they take, please, they must involve us. Because we have our methods and we also have our mindset what we want. Maybe those in the offices, we don't want what they do, but we have a method that we can use to accept what we want. Founder and CEO of DTI, Constance Elizabeth Swanika, on her part, said the theme for this year's conference is significant, considering Ghana's current economic challenges. So today's conference is the fourth of the Precision Quality Conference, where we bring together all our, all our various stakeholders to really discuss issues around what the gaps around job creation in the country. Um, present here today, we have um, four vice chancellors. Um, we have the president of the Great Accra Regional Markets. We have captains of industry, um, policy makers. Um, to really discuss for me what is the missing link around job creation and I think the issue around why the average Ghanaian worker is unable to do things to meet international standards it's not a matter of you know just the usual talk but what will action to really take the job 
migration agenda to the next stage. And so today's um, conference is really to discuss those issues. Karen Obain's report read to you. Now, an opportunity to work in Anglo Gold Ashanti or Boise mine remains an aspiration of many residents, especially indigents of Boise. But the introduction of an apprenticeship program by the mining giants to train the youth in its Adansi catchment with entrepreneurial and employable skills appear to have changed the narrative of residents wanting to work in the mines at all costs. My colleague Ohemin Teria has the rest of the story. The suspension of operations at Angogod Ashanti Obwase Mine, which until now employed thousands of residents, adversely affected the economy of Obwase, bringing the economy on its knees. It explains the saying that Obwase is the mine and the mine is Obwase. But with the resuscitation of the mine, Following the launch of the redevelopment program in 2019, life has since returned into normalcy. The dream of many of the teaming youth in Obwasi is to work in the mine to better their lots. But the introduction of the apprenticeship and entrepreneurial programs means residents waiting to be employed can acquire skills at no cost thanks to AGA's benevolence. This forms part of efforts by Angogod Ashanti to develop resilient and social economically self-sustaining communities in this catchment in the next 10 years. At least 230 youth in Obwasi are benefiting from this scheme as they receive training in dressmaking, welding and fabrication among others. One of them is Vera Akumia Ajimai, a former restaurant attendant undergoing training in welding and fabrication. Even if I didn't get chance in the mind to work, I can open my own shop and work there. Besides the skills training, residents are taking advantage of the presence of the KNUST of Wasi campus to acquire knowledge that will position them to work in the mine in the future. A level 400 metallurgy student tells Joy News his desire to work at the mine influenced his decision to read his current course. Growing up, I know a lot about galancy and gold and gold. I know that as a child, I know that gold sells a lot and there is money in gold and all that. So growing up, I took interest in the gold because right in front of your house, there is a gutter or whatever, and people are just trying to dig gold. So I actually wanted to be a geological engineer, but then God knows best. I chose geology as first, metallurgy second, because metallurgy is also related to the gold processing. And then by God's grace, I had a chance to pursue metallurgical engineering here in Obwasi campus. And I would say it has been a blessing a lot. And I've really gone to know a lot of people in the industry there at AGA. Senior Sustainability Manager Emmanuel Bedu says AGA, through a 10-year social economic plan, intend to make Obwasi self-sustaining. There is clearly something good that we are doing and we are encouraged to continue to do um, those things we are doing, in particular implementing our 10-year socio-economic development plan. We want to remain focused. I believe the Obwasi people want to see um, development and they want to see improvement in lives, we definitely have a role to play in our own small way in contributing to rewriting the narrative. From Obwasi, for Joy News, I'm Interia reporting.
And that's our package for tonight. For more business news, you can log on to myjoyonline.com forward slash business. I am Beverly Broom. I leave you with news making headlines on the international front. mothers at lakeside estate this mother's day we are offering you the opportunity to experience the tropical bliss of the seashells island with every home you purchase with lakeside estate you can choose from our two three or four bedroom homes and secure an expense paid trip to the seashells island for you and your family especially your sweet mother it's time to give mothers a treat do yours in style call us on any of these numbers and let's give you the home ownership experience of a lifetime offer lasts till 31st july 2023 terms and conditions apply Bye. 
Let's keep it natural. Natural it is. <laughs> natural is definitely better. All natural fruit juice. This advert is FDA approved. Sports segment is brought to you by Commander DBS Industries to you. Let's go to DBS Industries. Hello, welcome to Prime Sports with me, Razak Musbao. And uh, let's start off with the under-23 tournament happening in Morocco in that game between Ghana and Guinea. Ghana has taken the lead to Imanol Yaboa. It's a must-win game for the Black Meteors. And at the moment, at the stand now, uh, they qualify to the semifinals. So only half time and uh, some 45 minutes more to be played for Ghana to guarantee qualification to the semifinals. Of that tournament but let's talk about the national youth authority because uh, they are unable to hand over the long-standing Yenahin youth resource center for phase two construction due to structural defect the facility with major part constructed in 2019 has seen it walls falling apart with water and moles eating the corners chief executive officer of nya pios and um, Hajideh, during an inspection of the facility, said the authority is unable to take over the site due to concerns about leakages and other drawbacks. Clinton Yabwa has been following the issue and now reports. Ago, Joy News was here to uncover the dilapidated state of the Nyinehin Sports Complex, which has been left unworking at the detriment of youth and sports development. Today, the CEO of National Youth Authority. Pius Enam is inspecting the facility in the hopes of getting it done and also working. Sports authorities came under criticism following Lava Firm's uncovering the facility aimed at nurturing burden talents and promoting sports development in the area has been sitting in weeds. In 2017, the Ministry of Youth and Sports, under the government's initiative, announced plans to build 10 youth and sports centres across the country. This left burden football talents in Yunahin anxious to develop their dreams through the use of the facility in jeopardy. The 10 sports complexes incurred an expenditure of approximately $2.5 million from the government. Chief Executive Officer of the National Youth Authority Pius Enam Hajide inspected work done on the Yunahin project with the aim to hand over for phase two to begin. He instructed the phase one contractor, Ultimate Construction Limited, to deal with the matters raised. The objective of the, of the tour was twofold. First of all, to ascertain uh, work which is with regards to uh, phase one and to take over the site from the phase one contractors and to also hand over the site to the phase two contractor. Generally, um, it has been quite impressive, the output of the phase one contractor. However, uh, some major concerns have been identified by myself and my colleagues. Uh, under the circumstance, therefore, uh, we have to encourage the phase two contractor who was built to have handed over the site to us this morning. Uh, we have had to give him some more time and encourage him to deal uh, with the defects that we uh, have 
uh, identified. Despite the rising concerns, some critical stages of phase two of the sports center will begin without interference. But there are some concerns of leakages. I mean, this it rains heavily here, so we should be guide, guided as to how we treat uh, the stands. And there has to be some treatment of the concrete because you have noticed that uh, in some portions of the stand, water has actually been able to percolate down. However, we believe that there are essential parts of the phase two that can uh, resume immediately. Works will resume in four out of the ten intended sports complexes in Yendi, Nenehin, Accra and Navarongo. Once completed, each facility will feature an eight-lane athletic track, a FIFA standard pitch, a career counseling center, basketball and handball courts, a multi-purpose sports hall, a restaurant and an ICT center. The mini stadium has a seating capacity of up to 5,000 people. Reporting for joining is Clinton Yabua. Let's talk about the Division 2 Middle League now. And the final is set to come off on Sunday. And it's still Believe FC and Desidero who have managed to get to the final. And uh, one of these two teams will make it to the Division 1 of Ghana football. And um, likely for us, we have the board chairman of the Division 2 League, Greater Accra uh, Division 2 League here, Mr. George Afokolenyo. Mr. George, thanks so much for coming to the studio. How are you? I'm very good. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. Since Chebi. Yes. Ah, good. good to see you. Good to see you. Good to see you once again. I mean, Looking good, eh? Thank you. <laughs> thank you <laughs> very much. studio. Yeah. Thank Fantastic. you very much. Let's thank go. you very much. Yeah. I mean, um, uh, already, um, we've had quite some decent games in the Middle League. We've seen Aroraz was in there, Desidero, but um, I think the two teams that clearly have been the best so far still believe FC and Desidero. Uh, what has been your impression of the Middle League up to this point? Well, uh, Raz, thanks so much. Thanks to Joyce Post. It has been a seven-month-long journey mm. for 91 Division Two clubs under GAFA, Greater mm. Regional Football Association. And then we are developing grassroots uh, people, mm. and then that is our core mandate. We have not relied on that at all. We've done our best. We need to improve. We need to add something good to our brand. And that is what we have done. It's the reason media homes like uh, Max TV board to televise all our matches. Last season, they televised only our grand finale. This time, they are televising all the middle leagues. Interesting. So at least there's been some massive improvement. But in terms of um, uh, the quality of football, because you are very much concerned about grassroots football. So, what you've seen, you know, displayed at the Craft Sports Stadium, is that does that give you a sense that, as far as the growth of Ghana football at that level is concerned, you think are we there yet? Are we are we progressing in terms of the development of our game? I won't say we are there yet because, from what we expect, I've been in football for over 25 years. As I and then, uh, we we really love to lift our game up. For instance, a team like uh, uh, one team from Zone 6, Euro Africa, they call them. Mm. Trust me, at the end of first round, they were able to transfer about 15 players to Europe. Mm. One player playing for AC Milan. Mm. Okay, so, indeed, uh, if our product is not of a, a quality or mm. a standard, spectators mm. wouldn't come to the stadium in yeah. their numbers. Mm. Max TV wouldn't come on board with some few sponsors that we have mm. that are actually helping us expose to the world what materials we have done. We, we, you know, uh, I'm trying challenge to our premier clubs mm. from Greater Accra, so Folk Olympics, uh, Legon City, Dreams, though they play in the but 
the Accra Bees team, and then Accra Lions. After this tournament, I want five of one of each of our five clubs to, to try them, one each. Mm. Let's see what Just happens. To host a little friendly game with them and see. Exactly. Because mm. we believe in our brand, we believe in our players, we believe in our team, mm. and uh, the world has not seen the better part of us yet. Mm. Interesting. But uh, let's talk about the final on Sunday. Um, and let's start with Desidero FC themselves. You've monitored them. Um, how would you describe their performance so far in the Middle League? Fantastic. Mm. Desidero ended... Um, uh, champions of Zone 5, uh, they came out with clearly, they came out about 54, 56 points mm. uh, from the Zona League. Mm. Okay, but coming to the Middle League, they have managed to win all their two matches. Mm. And this is how come they are winning the hearts of people, football people, football lovers. Mm. In this Middle League, trust me, uh, if you should ask me, honestly, I would say they are the favorites. Desidero. But I'm not surprised, Zach, because this is a club who have um, juvenile side, they mm -hmm. have cool system, they have Division 3 and the Division 2. So they have that progressing. Mm -hmm. And this science sends a clear signal yeah. to football administrators that they should always focus on these youthful players. Mm -hmm. Zach, if you look at the six teams that came on to qualify to the Middle League this oh. season for GAFA, mm -hmm. these two teams had a youthful, mm -hmm. most youthful uh, team. Mm -hmm. And I'm not surprised at all. They, they run fast. Mm. <laughs> they are skillful. Mm. They are intelligent. Mm. They have all the qualities of a good player. And it's not surprising mm. that here we are. They two of them have qualified for the grand finale come Sunday at a cross post. Let's talk about the grand finale itself. I mean, what, what should we really look forward to? We've seen, um, and, and interestingly, it's not just that um, the men's side that's happening. There's also the women's side. Yes. The women's division two final, which is also happening. So touch on that division one. Yes. yes. Touch on that. and Julina. Epiphany and Julina. Mm -hmm. Okay. These two teams are Gaffa Division One mm. uh, female teams. Okay. And then uh, the two of them do have qualified for the GFA uh, playoff mm -hmm. uh, to enter into the Premiership. Okay. However, I want to know, want to see who the champion mm. of these two are, who are the bragging right. Okay. Exactly. So it's the reason mm. uh, we have allowed them also to come and play as a catering okay. for the men, mm. you know, so that uh, we see who will have the bragging right okay. for, for at least for one season. Okay. <laughs> so uh, Epiphany and uh, Julina will come and then entertain the, mm. the spectators. Then after, that will be at 11 a.m. Mm. and then 3 p.m., Brother, we are going to watch yeah, see, the see. game of the mm. of the year. Mm. That's still believe and Desidero. Mm. In terms of uh, patronage of the games, uh, has it been relatively okay? And do you expect huge patronage, especially on Sunday? Of course, uh, the Akraspo Stadium is big. Mm. Zach, so we don't expect to feel it. Our premier side are not able to feel it. Mm. Of late, the Black Star are not able to feel it. Mm. So we will not say we are going to feel it. But trust me, we so far we've got wonderful uh, viewership, mm. wonderful turnouts, okay. wonderful huge number. You know, people are surprised. Mm. But last season, I think when Rensis played Nagod, mm. it was fantastic. Mm. This season is no uh, exception. Mm -hmm. And trust me, because already we've told uh, the original public is free for children and mm. women, mm. our mothers, our daughters, our sons back mm. home. Please beat them to the class stadium. It's mm. free for them come and watch football like never before. Well, Mr. George, we'll be there ourselves to bring our viewers up to speed on who ends up qualifying for the Division 1 football. You guys are doing a really good job. And on Sunday, we're very sure that uh, there will be a huge turnout to witness 
some great game of the Crossbow Stadium. Mr. George, thanks for coming to the studio. I want to see you there. Okay. Thank you so much. I'll, I'll, I'll be waiting to see you. I'll make time to see you That's uh, Mr. George Afrikolenyu, the board chairman of the uh, Division II um, League, uh, Division II League there. Uh, we'll take a quick break and we'll come back. We'll talk about St. John's Grammar because they have an interesting event coming up tomorrow. collection from GTP now available at any of our accredited dealers nationwide or any wooden shop whatever I want because I'm a popular actress. But no, that is not true. And when I find it, I stick to it. My shishimanya your bell pack tissues. Bell pack our tea roll. Bell pack tea roll. Soft, but not weak. Strong, but not hard. It is smooth. It's just perfect. Same as the kitchen towel. What about what? What do you mean? Pipaye, what do you mean? Soki, a chimu, a sapipa. One bell pack kitchen towel lasts longer and saves you money. It's time you switch to bell pack today. Send your pocket tissue, table napkin, tea roll, and a kitchen towel. Bell pack is simply the best. It's just perfect. The malaria really knocked you down, eh? Charlie, no joke. Fever, headache, vomiting, loss of appetite. I couldn't even eat my usual fufu. <laughs> you and your fufu. But I hope you got tested before the malaria treatment. Yes, I did. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked out malaria one time. When malaria strikes, take Malatu, containing Arthometer and Lumifantrin. Comes in tablets and suspension for effective treatment of malaria. Great to have Thank you. No problem. Malatu is suitable for adults and children. Manufactured and distributed by NS Chemist Limited. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. Welcome back. Now let's uh, talk about some health work that's coming up tomorrow and uh, it's going to be organized by the St. John's Student Association uh, Alumni Fan Club and uh, they're having this walk tomorrow. And according to them, the walk is 
uh, intended to bring all students together to at least discuss matters of school of the school, uh, get to familiarise themselves, and you know create some network among themselves there. And the uh, studio with me is uh, Mr. Ike Bule, and also via phone is Reverend Purity Jermaine will be helping us appreciate the very essence of this health walk. So you can see it on your screen there, health a uh, walk 2023. Uh, Health and happiness. Well, uh, Mr. Ike, great. You're having a. It's really good to at least have a little stretch of the body in this in this you know uh, state of things in the country. So help us appreciate why you are putting together this this event in the first place. Thank you very much. Um, I think that um, uh, it's about time um, those of us who are Asian, excuse mm. me, to say. I mean, most of us are in their homes and uh, mm. lack of exercise. Yeah. I mean, it's what uh, we are looking at and mm. uh, believe that uh, the old students, some of us decided mm. to come together mm. to, I mean, let some of, some of the old students come out from their shelves mm. and uh, come together and network mm. to, and then familiarize ourselves and then uh, to assist the school mm. and all that, yes. So, I mean, those are some of the reasons why we decided to come together as a fan club and then help the old student association and then the old students to keep fit. Okay. Yeah. I mean, in terms of uh, individuals who are who are who, who could participate in it, sure, some completed just last year, and we're wondering, are we are we are we allowed to join the very old students in there? Is it open to everybody, or what's the of course it is participation open. like? Yeah, of course, it's open to each and everyone mm -hmm. outside mm -hmm. Saint George Grammar School. So um, most of the students and uh, those who are currently in the school, mm -hmm. we've um, thrown an invitation to some of their teachers and mm -hmm. all that to also be part of us mm -hmm. to achieve our aim. Interesting. We also have on the line Reverend um, Purity Germaine. And uh, Rev, if you can hear me, um, can you help us appreciate where uh, you know, the, 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 the walk is going to start? So for all those who are interested in coming for this walk, where... Do they assemble for the walk to start and just uh, bring us up to speed on maybe the, the, the routes that you'll be taking in this walk? The St. John's Grammar School, New Water Campus. Mm. That is where we are all converging. And then from there, we will take a walk through um, Atomota, the main express road, three miles seven. And then we pass through Sandra Hills. Then, you know, cross the road back into the down street and then back to the school. Mm, interesting. Nothing, nothing too stressful because um, we have a lot of the students, old students who are very mature in age, mm. and then we have very young ones as well, like the students who are already in the current students. So we don't, we don't want to stress out, you know, just stress out, see some things and, and then, you know, well, interesting. I also understand that uh, you'll be looking to discuss certain issues of concern relative to the school. Um, I mean, which, 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 you know, areas of the school are you hoping you could have a good, a fruitful discussion on? Is it maybe oh. infrastructure or what, what's really the major concern that you're hoping, you know, everyone who will attend the walk will be interested in? Having their thoughts on. All right, then. And we are looking at um, also bridging a gap. You know, there is uh, the old students that we are not. Children is an old school. Mm. And then we have new ones also coming out of the school. 
There is a notion, there is a thin line there between the new ones who are finishing school and the very old ones. We feel that um, the new ones, the younger ones need support, they need help, they need advice, and the older ones, as experienced as they are, can also give them support. Some even need work, but they don't even know that they are one of their um, own mates have can provide jobs or something for them. Mm. You see, there, there, there's a need for us to come together. And then I said something about networking. Mm. We're in a computer area in a village where everybody needs to know somebody somewhere along the line mm. in order to connect. Mm. There should be that, that connection. Mm. So we are looking at that first and foremost. And then secondly, we are also looking at um, putting some forces together. Even today, there's good news. Um, our our students won the national math and science case, you know, the data And with this kind of achievement, you mm. can see that our young ones need motivation, mm. they need help, they need support mm-hmm. in order to push them. Sometimes even get psychological support, meeting mm. the, the, the old students, you know, coming to terms with them. Oh, so this is how you were in school and you are now yeah. in school, you are older. You know, it's a motivation, yeah. a sort of inspiration psychologically. Yeah. Yeah. For them, you know, yeah. it's a hand clap. Mm. It's nothing too rigid or anything, just to ease tension mm. and then to bridge a gap between the young and the old and the current students. Okay, let me come to you, uh, Mr. Iken. Let's let me wrap up with you. So, uh, very, very exhaustive. Despite it's a walk, but the intent and what you look to achieve with it, pretty exhaustive, isn't it? Mentoring available for the young student. And, you know, they attempt to bridge the gap with students who have, you know, who left the school earlier on and those who are just recently leaving the school. Very laudable. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that um, a lot of our idea, mm-hmm. uh, we all came together to, you know, push the school ahead of um, the current situations we find ourselves in. Mm-hmm. And I believe that um, we want to really achieve mm-hmm. something out of this work that is health and happiness. Mm-hmm. And networking where our young students mm. in the school who have some kind of inspiration yeah. you know to build upon yeah. final words to you know any st john's stu- old students watching just uh, final words in terms of the where the work is happening and a few other details you like well to we are expecting all old students who can see us now or who have heard of the work to come in their numbers to join us to achieve our goal. I mean, I, I, I believe that um, it's, it's going to be fun. We're going to walk from the school and uh, walk through the mall and uh, come back to the school. Mm. So I believe that um, we are inviting every Tom Bakery mm. who has been mm. through the campus of St. John's Grammar School mm. to come tomorrow mm. and join us. And join us and, and have some fun. And have, some fun and have some fun and network, yes. Yeah, great. That's it. Uh, if you're an old student of St. John's Grammar School, you've got to be there. You can't miss such event like this. Come stretch your body and come have fun and uh, create some network. And um, Well, let's just talk about Chelsea because they have announced a signing of striker Nicholas Jackson from Villero. Uh, the Senegal striker has signed a long-term contract at Stamford Bridge and is the blue second signing of the Mauricio Pochettino era. Chelsea have agreed to pay Villero more than the sum of his £35 million release clause, but this will be spread out over several installments. Jackson came close to moving to England back in January when Bournemouth agreed terms over a deal. The transfer fell through as he failed a medical. Following the collapse of this deal, Jackson took on more of a starring role at Villarreal with nine of his 12 La Liga goals coming in the final eight of 
the 2022-23 season. Well, that's all we have for you in Prime Sports tonight. With me was Zach Musbao, and thanks for watching. And Mr. I, thanks for coming to the studio. You. Wish you the very best thanks on your work, and uh, we'll definitely catch you there at you. Uh, the St. John's Grammar, where the work will start. Have a lovely evening. Sports segments was brought to you by Mende DBS Industries to you. Let's go to DBS Industries.